Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk about the lack of storytelling and the lack of character build for baby faces on Monday Night Raw. Also, speaking of Monday Night Raw, our very own evil Ed Robinson has an amazing Adnan Verg production piece. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I don't know who to root for half the time. I know who I want to root for, but then things go on in the match where I, I'm just, they changed my mind for me. Sorry, I don't have a better answer than that, Dave. Um, confusing. A- as a fan, I should never be confused. Is that to, the, to the world of the WWE, does it even matter? Because just case in point, I'm just going to throw some things at you, all right? The opening contest that we saw last night with AJ Styles and Elias. Who's who's the heel? Who's the babyface? Um, um, um. They don't look at it as who heels and babyfaces. They look at it as stars. Who's the bigger star? So who's the? Let me let me take your question and 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 replace the word. Who's the bigger star? AJ Styles. That's the way they look at it. Okay, because it's not like even like which I was a short match, hard hitting. Angel Garza and Drew Gulak, like. Is Angel Garza somebody I'm supposed to like? Is Drew Gulak somebody? Like, I mean, is there any rooting interest between those two wrestlers right now? I was on that Angel Garza bandwagon a year ago. I'm, I want to stay on it because we were talking as if Angel Garza was the next coming of Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Because you can see it. He's got Eddie's charisma. He's got Eddie's athletic ability. Everything that Eddie had, you can see in Angel. Heyman was a big fan. That's why Angel was getting a push, along with Thea, along with Andrade. Heyman's gone. They're done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and and now it's he's on TV, but, like, I don't, again, I don't know what his definitive character is moving forward. And, and those guys were really beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Like, you know, Sheamus' style has never changed from day one. Sta- Sheamus was always, 
ultra snug, borderline stiff at times. And then, but if you gave it back to him, he never said a word. He was good like that. You know, when you get guys who feel like they're clinging by a thread or holding on for dear life to a spot, they feel like, you know, they'll hear from people backstage, oh, you got to be more aggressive. You got to do this. You got to do that. And they feel the need to go out there and lay all their shit in so stiff as if that's what's going to get them over. And I've never liked that. You don't have to beat the shit out of the other guy for real to get over. That's not how you get over. You get over with your facial expressions and your work. Not that you can, you know, kick somebody in the face as hard as you can or forearm somebody to the face as hard as you can. That's not what this is all about. Especially when the guy is giving himself to you. It's not that hard to beat the shit out of a guy when he's giving himself to you. What I saw from Angel and Drew, and I've seen it the past couple times, it's like, it's almost too stiff. It's like, come on, guys. It's a different stiff than Sheamus and a Riddle. Or a Sheamus and a Drew. When I see them, I feel like they're working a strong, snug style. When I've seen Angel and Drew lately, it's like they're just trying to beat the shit out of each other to get over in the boss's eyes. And, and maybe that's what they're trying to do. But I, again, I don't know. you talk about storytelling and grabbing people's emotions, you know, when it comes to babyface or heel. That's just another example of I, I don't know what's being defined here. Now, with Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton, obviously Kofi Kingston's one of the most popular wrestlers in the WWE. But Randy Orton and Riddle are winning people over. And I'm wondering where they're going with that. It's interesting. Again, a good match. But I again, I don't know who I'm supposed to get behind. Sheamus and Ricochet we talked about where they want you to get behind Ricochet, but not the way that he was acting the last two nights. Charlotte, Flair, and Asuka. Obviously, it's Asuka. But the story isn't even about Asuka in a win. It's about Charlotte, Flair, and Rhea Ripley. And both are heels. So, again, I don't know where the emotional investment is because Charlotte Flair, people want to hate. Rhea Ripley, they haven't defined a character or personality for Rhea Ripley. Then you get the Damian Priest and John Morrison. I want to get your take on this. Obviously, Damian Priest is hot right now. The Bad Bunny stuff. And I love on his bio that they show that he hangs with Bad Bunny. I, th I thought that was actually kind of funny. He's in the ring with John Morrison. Damian Priest wins the match. And what does Damian Priest do? He takes the microphone and he says, you know what? I'm feeling good. Nice victory tonight. Maybe I'll challenge Bobby Lashley for that WWE championship tonight. What do you think? The crowd at the Thunderdome all go nuts. Yeah. You know what? Maybe it's my time. Well, where the fuck were you at the end of the night when Bobby Lashley and MVP are waiting in the ring for somebody to challenge him? I, I mean, am I, you can't make this stuff up, Bully. You really can't. They make it very, very hard, this company, to cheer for somebody. They really do. It's a great point. There's, there's no doubt about it. Here is an up-and-coming babyface who has had two strong back-to-back -back nights. Forget about the zombies. And says, you know what? I think I'm going to step up to the plate later in the night and challenge for that world championship. Maybe. And then the end of the night comes along, and this guy who you're just starting to believe in is nowhere to be shown. He's going to... He, 
it's the first step into boy who cried wolf territory. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to turn a wrestling fan off when it comes to stuff like that. So if I'm a if I'm a priest fan, I'm like, well, well, where were you? What you said that? What is he going to turn around and go? Oh, well, I said maybe. Oh yeah, Kofi what? Kingston beat me to the punt. Well, sorry. Oh, because gosh, 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 golly, darn it. Ugh. And, and, and MVP and Lashley were waiting a while. They were waiting a while for somebody to come out there last night. I I was real bully. I was waiting it for it to be Damian Priest when it was Kofi. And I love Kofi Kingston. When it was Kofi Kingston, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Where's Damian Priest? He just said on TV that he's probably going to challenge for that championship. Why, as a babyface, why take the microphone and say that if you're not going to do it? They're probably trying to keep people around. I mean, they, they might be doing it just as a little bait. To keep people around. Oh, Damian Priest, my challenge. And then you don't give it to them. I would much prefer, I would much prefer to see the main event about to happen and Kofi and Priest are heading to the ring at the same time. And Kofi goes, Where are you going? And and Priest says, I'm going to challenge, I'm going to challenge Bobby. And Priest says to Kofi, Where are you going? I'm going to challenge Bobby too. All you need to do, you want to turn, you want to make Priest a believable baby face right there? All Kofi has to do is go, listen, Priest, you had two big wins. You're new here. You're on your way, blah, blah, blah. But this is something I really need to get off my chest with Bobby and MVP. It's something I really need to take care of them today. I'll tell you what, give me this one. If I win, you get the first shot. If Damian Priest acts like, He's like, you know what, Kofi? You came to me like a man. You just talked to me like a man. No problem. You go out there, Kofi. You beat Bobby Lashley. Because remember, at this point, Bob, he does, Kofi doesn't know that they're going to pull a fast one on him, and it's yeah. not going to be a championship match. And Priest says, you go out there and beat him. But Kofi, remember, I'm going to be the first one who challenges you. Now you look at Priest like, okay, he stood up to his – he said he was going to challenge for the championship. He was walking through the ring. The veteran Kofi was there said, hey, kid, do me a favor. I need to take care of some business right here. And he go and he and he steps aside for the veteran for a brief second, knowing that he's gonna get the first shot at that veteran. Oh man, this is a man's man. These are both men's men. They both wanted the same thing. They talked about it, they worked it out, and they're both gonna get what they want in the end. What's wrong with that? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with that, bully. Nothing. But But what do I know? He's just but he's sitting just, here talking to you. Yeah, well, you know what? You should be you should be happy. Let's go out. To, let's go out to the nation. Who wants to talk to us? Yo, as yo, well? yo, yo, Dave. Before you, I get tweets all day long about why you're not the head of WWE creative and stuff like that, I would most likely die. You it would have a heart a attack. Very, you would have a heart a attack. Ve- it, it is a ve- <clears throat> I, I have to let people know it is a very difficult job being a part of WWE creative. Because answering to Vince can be very difficult at times. And doing things the way Vince wants to do. Listen, it's still his bat, his ball, his company, and his vision. But I don't have that same vision. I am a pro wrestling guy who understands how to do sports entertainment. I can give you pro wrestling and I can give you sports entertainment. 
but it has to be rooted in pro wrestling and storytelling and characters, which, strangely enough, is what the WWE was built on. So when I see things like that last night, it's so crystal clear, clear to me. It just jumps right off the top of my head. People, I see also people say, oh, it's easy to sit back and watch Bubba and then say what they should have done. No, I would have had these ideas at Jump Street. They come to me so quickly that I would be like, Vince, if you're going to have Damian Priest say this, let's have them both walking to the ring at the same time. And let's do this. Now everybody wins and Priest is keeping his word. I'd be pulling my fucking hair out. NXT, different story. Agreed. NXT, different story. Bully, the, when you were explaining to even like the Kofi and Drew and Bobby Lashley, one of the greatest pro wrestling feuds of all time was the Freebirds and the Von Eriks, right? World class. How did that yes. feud start? There was the, the championship cage match between Kerry Von Erich and the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Michael Hayes was your special guest referee. He interfered on Kerry's behalf, but Kerry being the uber babyface wouldn't pin Flair because he didn't do it himself. He wasn't going to take a pin that somebody else earned. Jeez, Louise, these WWE babyfaces do that all the time. They do that all the time. And that's why nobody cares. So one of the greatest feuds of all time was based on that honor. Like, I'm not taking advantage of this person because I didn't earn. Man, these WWE babyfaces love earning victory, love getting victories that they didn't earn. They love it. Another thing a babyface should never do, and this goes for white meat babyfaces, uber babyfaces, and I saw this happen a week or two ago. I don't remember what show it is. For some reason, I want to say AEW, but I'm not 100% correct. I saw the babyface pick up the weapon to hit somebody from behind just just the same way the heel did to the babyface. If I'm the babyface, I am never hitting anybody from behind with a weapon. Babyfaces get their jobs done with their fists. Only resort to the weapon when you have to. That's what makes you a strong babyface. The fire and the thunder in your fists. You shouldn't ever have to use that weapon. And if you're going to use the weapon, you use it straight up. Chair shot over the top of the head or to the gut and then to the back or whatever. But not to the back. You never stoop to the same level that the heel had to. You're always better than that heel. And then you follow it up with the promo where I could have cracked you in the back of the head with that steel chair the same way you did to me. But I'm not a scumbag like you. I'm going to beat you, but I'm going to beat you with my fists. And now people are like, yeah, damn right you will. Not an, One of the biggest problems I see across the board in wrestling is not enough guys and gals, they want to be loved, but they don't know how to truly be loved. Or they want to be hated, but they don't know how to truly be hated. To me, you're either the left end of the spectrum or the right end of the spectrum. If you're going to be a babyface, you want to you want to be loved so much that people want to name their first their firstborn child after you. 
And if you're going to be hated, you want people to slash your tires and throw bricks through your car windows. There's too many shades of gray these days. And I disagree with everybody and anybody who thinks shades of gray work. Shades of gray confuse wrestling fans. It's good once in a while to get that heel versus heel once in a while to get that baby face versus baby face works once in a while. Not on a consistent basis. I look at that show. last. You know who's the biggest baby face on that show last night? Sheamus. Because Sheamus had his property stolen from him. He stood up. He he got in the ring like a man stood in that ring and said, Ricochet, get your ass out here. Bring my hat. Get my jacket. Challenge me right now. I want what I want back. And then beat him fair and square in the ring. I mean, he's the biggest baby face on Monday Night Raw. Dave, do you remember when Austin would hit the ring? Now, sometimes there were 10, 12, 15 guys in the ring, and yeah, Austin would come to the ring with a chair. But most of the time, when Austin came to the ring to right the wrong, he came walking and talking and swinging his fists. Yep. Fists, punches, kicks, stunners. Punches, kicks, stunners. Because that's what a real baby face does. Right now, I know people are listening. They can't see what I'm doing. I'm holding up my fists. My fists are in the air as if I was just about to get into a fight. And this is what I teach young wrestlers all the time. And this is what I teach students of mine. I hold my fists up and I go, this is where a baby face lives. Right here with their fists in the air. Because at the end of the day, your fists are what a baby face can rely on at all times. Because that chair might not be there and that kendo stick might not be there and that table might not be there. You're going to have to rely on the one thing that's tried and true. Your fucking fists. This is what gets a baby face over. The fire in their eyes and the thunder in their fists. Bully, one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time was Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels saying, I'm sorry, I love you, and giving the super kick to Flair. What was Flair doing? He's beaten. He's done. He's no, he knows he's going to lose, but he's standing there in the middle of the ring with both fists in the air. Like, I'm done. I, I'm out of gas, but damn it if I'm not going to go out without a fight. That's how you that's how you get emotion from people. That's how you fall in love with somebody. That's one of the most iconic moments of all time. Not not what I saw. Not not stealing somebody's hat or doing a moonsault off the top rope. Shit, man. Moonsaults off the top rope have become so commonplace. It's like a clothesline nowadays. You just said how you fall in love with. I'm just starting to love the young bucks as human beings i love them they're good dudes good christian dudes salt of the earth as characters i could only like the young bucks because i can only relate i can only react to their moves i loved working with the bucks because it was fun but as a fan watching the bucks i can only like the bucks because all I was responding to is moves. I don't want to respond to moves. I want to respond to the people doing the move. 
now that the Bucks have changed their ways, and it's not because they're being heels, because I like heels better than baby faces. It's because I'm starting to see some personality. I'm starting to see some swagger. I'm starting to see some... I'm like, oh my God, I love this aspect of them. I love this shift in direction. I love that they're now throwing it in people's faces. I love that they change their bio every day on Twitter and, 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 you know, and, uh, you know, make fun of all the things that they do. This is how you connect. You connect through character. And this is what I... I can't, you can't blame wrestling fans because they might not know any better. And when I, I say they don't know any better, I'm not challenging their intellect. I'm challenging what they have grown up on. We grew up on something that they didn't grow up on. Go ahead. I know you want to say something. No, because as you're talking, because you're kind of fed what you're fed when you watch a show. And I'm wondering, Bully, if a lot of our listeners didn't realize it. Until you started talking about it. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of things that we talk about on a Tuesday morning that doesn't click with them when they're watching it in the moment. And then they listen to us the next day and they go, holy shit, Bully's right. Like, what? Why? I, I don't get it. Why would you do? Like, that makes no sense. I think that we have gone through this world of a Monday Night Raw and this type of writing and this type of creative process that a lot of fans are just like, are used to this. Are used to this formula. Uh, they're programmed to react to moves. They're programmed to react to the formula. It's listen, within the WWE, it's almost impossible right now to totally love or totally hate somebody. Think about the love and the hate we grew up on. And forget about the whole kayfabe thing. And and just a quick note, our podcast this coming Sunday that me, you, Tommy, and Mark will talk about is the death of kayfabe. Yep. And when and how and why it happened. So I encourage everybody to listen to that podcast that drops this Sunday. We grew up on guys you could love, guys you could hate. What is this generation growing up on? Are they growing up on love and hate, or are they growing up on moves and entertainment? It's, it's, it's moves and entertainment, without a doubt. There are certain wrestlers... Very few that still have that old school vibe to them. I hate to keep throwing the name out there because it seems to be the name we always do, and that's MJF. MJF seems to seems to get it when it comes to the world of pro wrestling and his character and his personality and how he lives it. But outside of that, there isn't a lot. It's more like with bully. I get called a mark all the time on so yeah, you mark Lagreca. You're such a mark. Yeah, because I believe. In the magic of pro wrestling. I still believe in that magic. It's in my it's in my DNA. It's how I grew up. And I think a lot of younger fans, they look at me like, you're an idiot. But that's why I fell in love with it in the first place. Heroes and villains and and realism and you know and the the art of competition and the art of pro wrestling and you know wins and losses matter and 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 the titles matter. That's how I grew up. You know, you got the big move at the end of the match, the finish, finishing maneuvers, the DDT, the Superfly Leap, the figure four leg lock. They they worked to that. Superfly Snooker would work to the match 
in order to do the Superfly Leap to end the match. Ric Flair would work the leg so at the end of the match he could put on the figure four. You get what I'm saying? And the I match meant, meant something because you were working towards a finish. I have watched older wrestling with younger people. And some of the responses that I've heard from the younger people is, I don't understand why you like this. They didn't do anything. It's because the younger person is programmed to flips and kicks and dives. So when they watch an older match that's built on emotion and storytelling and love and hate and good guys and bad guys who don't have to do all those moves, they can't understand it because it's not what they were came, up, came up on. What we try to do on the show and what I really try to do is help wrestling fans, if they want to be helped, to enjoy wrestling a little more by exposing them to the foundation of what pro wrestling is. You can go out there and watch a Young Bucks match or a Kenny match or a Phoenix match and you're going to ride the wave of one emotion and it's the emotion of joy. Yay, woo, wow, Adnan Verk, wow, ooh, wee, whoa. As a matter of fact, you should do something with that, Ed. You should come up with some 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 witty kind of bit or segment for this show just based on Adnan Verk. That would you be got awesome an hour. if you could do that one day. You got an hour to do it because we got Trevor Murdoch at 11 o'clock. So after Trevor Murdoch, you got to come up with something quick. I promise you we'll have something okay. ready to play by 1130 East today. Okay. Oh, okay, good. So you're, like respo it. you're responding to moves. Woo, wow, wee, oh, ow, ee, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's one emotion. That's the emotion of joy, of excitement, of happiness. It's all the same thing. How about all the other emotions that are out there? If I took three guys and they each threw three super kicks, you'd be responding to the super kick and not one of the guys. That's not the way it's meant to be. You're supposed to respond to the guy or the gal who does the move, i.e. Shawn Michaels throwing sweet chin music. It wasn't about the super kick. It was about Shawn Michaels doing, it was everything that came beforehand. It was about the struggle for him to get to his feet. It was about him pounding his foot on the mat. It was about him loading it up and then finally hitting it. You were into Shawn, not the kick. The kick was the icing on the cake. Yep. It was Shawn throwing the super kick, not the super kick throwing Shawn. Get it? Character development, personality development, storytelling. If all those things are done the right way, you either love or hate the person you're watching. I'm sorry. Looking at Rhea Ripley. All right. She's a great wrestler. All right. She looks cool. Has she done anything to make me love her or hate her when she's in the ring telling a story? Am I am I reaching out to her like I used to do to Ricky Morton when you know he was fighting back, trying to get make a comeback and and tag in Robert Gibson? I mean, I know this sounds strange to a lot of newer fans, but it's the foundation of this business. It's why we love this business so much. There's some people that don't get it, and there's some people that do get it. But when I watch a show like Monday Night Raw. Great wrestling, but where's the storytelling? Ladies and gentlemen, we are 
Live. Serious XM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-FIGHT-93. Anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. As we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh, my God! Your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere. Serious XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. New from Busted Open. Are you a diehard fan of Monday nights? Can't get enough of what brand new raw commentator Adnan Verk brings to the table? the tracks! Here we go! We're gonna need a bigger boat! Wish you could have that caliber of excitement everywhere you go? Well, now you can. Introducing the brand new Adnan Verk soundboard. Now you can put a little Verk into everything. The brand new Adnan Burke soundboard comes pre-programmed with a multitude of phrases featuring such standouts as Wow! Oh, wow! Whoa! Oh, wow! Use the Adnan Burke soundboard to add commentary and flair to everything. Spice up your personal life. I'm moving out. Whoa! This relationship is over. Oh, wow! Go back to wrestling's past and make old matches sound like new. Look at the stare of the champion against the challenger. Whoa! The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Wow! 
even add a little something to historical events and reap in the fun. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade. Oh, wow! The possibilities are endless with the Adnan Burke Soundboard. I need sauce! Oh, wow! The Adnan Burke Soundboard. Pre-order it today. Send cash or check to P.O. Box, your sister's ass in Sheboygan. And coming soon from the makers of the Adnan Burke Soundboard comes the Excalibur Pro Wrestling Moves Desk Reference. You can't tell your arm bars from your Saskatchewan spinning nerve holds without the Excalibur Pro Wrestling Moves Desk Reference. Coming this holiday season from Busted Open. And now, back to Busted Open. Wow! Whoa! Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Is it a Busted fit- Open Nation? The Busted Open Nation should videotape themselves right now going, Whoa! Wow! And tweet it to Adnan Burke. Just flood his freaking timeline. With, oh, Whoa! No. Don't do wow. that to that poor man. Why not? Why not? We got to listen to Whoa and Wow for three hours. Why don't we inundate, flood his timeline? Well, you can't turn it off. God forbid you turn it off for mute it. You know, you'll get killed by the by the busted open nation. It's a vert quirk. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Gabby calls it a vert quirk. I like how Ed said it. Vert quirk. Have a little vert. Get a little vert. Put a little vert into your life. Yeah, put a little vert into your life. No thanks. No such thing. Got to get three hours of that shit. Oh, my God. I mean, can, I, wonder can what kind some... of, I wonder what kind of Snickers he likes. <laughs> wow. Whoa. You know what he's like? <laughs> you know what he's he like? Sees a, he, he sees that king size Snickers. He's like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's like that kid that gets invited into the cockpit of the airplane while it's in transit across the United States by the pilots. <laughs> Well, this is this is how the plane goes up and down. Wow! Oh, wow! <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh shit! Let's oh. give him a microphone and put him on commentary on Monday Night Raw. That should work. Damn it! Sounds like a great idea. Have him say "Whoa" and "Wow." Oh my goodness! When he was calling that such tag good match, shit. That tag match last night for the Women's Tag Team Championship, I mean, I lost count on the woes and the wows. But could somebody please at least tell them the finish? Like, the the Hart Foundation <laughs> finisher? Like, I, I, like, come on now. Oh, Natty just hits. Hit, hit, Natty hits her with a clothesline. It's the heart attack, you asshole. Like you don't you can't you don't know that. Uh, listen, uh, I'm uh, oh. sure he's a really nice guy, just not a fan. All right, just let's get a, a guy that knows. Let's get get a guy that knows nothing about pro wrestling and very little. That's talent. exactly why he's and, there because he knows nothing yeah. about pro wrestling, and Vince can be in his ear and tell him what to say at all times, and he's not going to question it because he doesn't know pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, thank God for Corey Graves. So, uh, do you know anything about pro wrestling? Oh, I'm sorry, sports entertainment? No, sir, I don't. Are you talented? Eh, you know, a little bit. All right, here you go. You're the new play-by-play guy of Monday Night Raw. Congratulations. Uh, boss, did you make your decision on who you want uh, at play-by-play yet? Well, we have those 20 guys to choose from. Give me the guy who knows nothing about pro wrestling or sports entertainment. Uh, God, but boss, he doesn't know anything about the product. He doesn't know a damn thing. He, he, you're lucky he even knows who you are. 
Good, hire him. And McAfee and Cole are great on again. Another reason to love SmackDown. McAfee's more than getting Monday watered Night down. Night McAfee's getting watered good, down. Really this past, I thought it nah. this past Friday. No. By no, I'm, no, no. I'm not saying he's not good. I did. I'm not agreeing. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm saying he's getting watered down. I hope he's got not. people in his ear. That, well, that we know. I mean, he did a vlog where. Right off the bat, he called Roman Reigns the best in pro wrestling, and they scolded him right away and said, we don't say pro wrestling on a WWE product, unless it's NXT. You got somebody as good as Pat McAfee is at what he does. You help shape and mold him. But you let him be him. Let the talent be talented. What in? You know why they hired Pat McAfee, probably? Because he's got a big following. Yeah. I would hire Pat McAfee just because he's talented. Yeah, he's Go very out there talented. and be entertaining. Like like Vince McMahon used to be entertaining at the announce table. Like Randy Savage was entertaining at the announce table. Like Jesse Ventura was entertaining at the announce oh, table. Like Bobby Heenan, like Gorilla Monsoon, like King, like uh, JR, like Taz. Don't be a I freaking mean, talking head. No, because then you can have anybody do that. If you're just going to feed them, you can have anybody at the comment. You want to have Pat McAfee, and the reason you should want Pat McAfee because he's very, very talented. I, I hope they don't do that. I hope that. Now, listen, I'm not a big, big fan of Adnan Verk. I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but maybe the nation is. So let's go out to the nation. Let's go to Brian in Boston. Brian, what do you think of Adnan Verk on Raw? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand the fucking guy. Uh, wow. My, I basically uh, forced my girlfriend almost to watch wrestling with me at this point, except for Tuesdays and Wednesdays. She kind of actually enjoys uh, NXT and AEW, especially AEW. But uh, aside from the point, uh, when I freaked out at the fact that he said clothesline instead of the heart attack, she goes, I can't stand this guy's voice. Never mind, like, the creativeness behind Raw. She's like, I like, I can't watch Raw because it's so bad. But she goes, this guy's voice makes it that much worse. I just don't know how you have someone on Friday, like Pat, and then you have this clown on Monday. Hate to be mean, but he's just that bad. You, know, you got to be honest sometimes. And, and, Brian, and I don't think it's any – it's no fault of Adnan Verk. Obviously, I we kid. He is talented. But this drives me nuts as a pro wrestling fan. And again, further thing from my rant that Vince McMahon wants to stay away from pro wrestling. You know, Pat McAfee can't say pro wrestling on a SmackDown broadcast. And you bring somebody in who has no knowledge of pro wrestling as your lead play-by-play voice of Monday Night Raw. I mean, it's a sh- it really is a shame, Bully, if you think about it. But after you hear... How Vince Mc, what Vince McMahon, or we reminded people what Vince McMahon said to Steve Austin about how he feels about pro wrestling. Doesn't it make sense how he would want somebody there who knows nothing about pro wrestling, thus cannot challenge Vince or like, this is what I know of the business, so this is how I'm going to react first? If you don't know, let's say you, you, were, uh, you were brought in to do a... Uh, Let's say you were the sales pitch guy on the Home Shopping Network for uh, women's shoes. You know nothing about women's shoes, but they could just be in your ear and you could just be yeah. the pitch guy you're, because, they, because they enjoyed you on this show. 
And they figured, well, if he's good on this show and he has an audience on this show, maybe he'll be good pitching our women's shoes. Despite the fact that he doesn't know anything about women's shoes, he could just say what we want him to say. Now, I don't know if you're, if you're into feet or not, but that's another story. I, I, I love my wife's feet. But it's just like our own Jimmy Smith that's here on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Like, I was on his show. He had me on his show to promote our podversaries with Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. And Jimmy Smith said to me, he goes, man, you know, I was I was a fan back in the day, but I haven't watched in, you know, 20 plus years. But I was a big fan when I was a kid. Next thing I know, he's doing the pre-show for NXT TakeOver. I mean, you know, okay, like, you know, I guess you can learn it. I mean, I guess they love his announcing skills. They love his credibility because he's in a world of MMA. And he, I think he did a great job. He did his homework, and I, I think he knocked it out of the park. But you would think that they would want people who are knowledgeable about the product and who have been following the product. You know who would have really knocked it out of the park in that position? Who? You. Oh, they won't even. After that last rant that I did yesterday. <laughs> hey, but hey, you know what? Least, and like I at, said. At least we're ahead. honest. You know what me and you do here, Dave? We we're keep honest. the wrestling world honest. We keep the whole business honest. And nobody else is doing that. Uh, bully, we do it, we I... do it in a very fair way. And an entertaining way, I hope, to the audience as well. Oh, but bully, yeah. But Bully, what did I say to you when I called you and I said, this, this zombie shit, I, I got to stop watching? I, what, did we, what did we say? Bully, you said to me, he goes, Dave, if you're going to do that, you better, tell, you better say that when we go on the show tomorrow. And I said, you're absolutely. I could have I faked it like we know most people do. I could have read the results and came on the air the next day and said, well, you know, after that, I watched the rest of the show. No, because sometimes you got to take a stance. People are pissed about it. Hey, I got so angry and frustrated as a 40-year 40, 40 fan of, uh, of, of pro wrestling, I turned off the show, which I've never done. I'm being, do you want me to lie? No, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes you have to take a stance. That got me so aggravated that I turned off the show. You know what? I throw out, uh, well, it's your job and, you know, you're a credible journalist. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not a credible journalist. And I, it's not my job. My job is to talk to Bully Ray and Mark Henry and Tommy Dreamer every day. That's what I get hired to do on SiriusXM. I watch because I want to watch. Sunday night, I got so aggravated that I didn't want to watch anymore. And if I can't be honest with you, the Busted Open Nation and fans of the show, then who can I be honest to? Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. 
This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.